essence of the gospel. Um, so I'm going to get right into it. And you can uh, join me uh, on this uh, journey as we discover what the gospel is. And I'm going to be sharing things directly from my heart. And uh, I'm not trying to push an opinion or a belief on anyone. I just like the truth. And I want to know the truth and I want to operate from the truth. And I'm sure you do, too. And so uh, just know this. Everything that I minister is, is going to be coming from Scripture today and from a heart of love. And so uh, what I'm going to share with you is it's going to seem obvious at first, you know, um, but I want you to ask yourself this question. What is the gospel? Just just think about it. You know, maybe you have this uh, religious mindset about what the gospel is. Or maybe uh, you have a uh, basic understanding or maybe what you believe about it is wrong. Uh, so let's let's pursue this with an open mind and open heart and just dive into the word. And, and let's see what the word says regarding the gospel. Amen. And so I want to uh, jump to Acts chapter 20, verse 24. And this is the Apostle Paul. And of course, he's speaking to the Ephesian church and he's letting them know basically that they're not going to see his face again, and he's about to go to uh, Jerusalem. Let's see what it says. It says, uh, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So that's the clearest definition of the gospel that you will find anywhere in the Bible. Uh, there's there's uh, another place where it's, it calls it the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I submit to you that they're interchangeable. So grace is not only uh, the gospel, but it's who Jesus is. Amen. And it's not just a message. It's not just a, a topic that we minister on. It's 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 the very essence of the gospel. And so um, let's take a look at Galatians chapter one. Um, verses 11 through 12. And just wanted to really drive this point home that, that Paul received the gospel. Amen. Uh, this is, this is Paul. He says in verse 11, but I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel, which was preached by me is not according to man for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So you can see there it's plain as day. Nobody taught the gospel to Paul. It came directly from Jesus Christ. And so as I look through the word of God, um, I need to know that. I need to know where the gospel originated and started so that my understanding and my foundation about the gospel is set. Amen. If we have a, a, a poor foundation, then uh, everything else that you build on top of it is going to be shaken. Okay. And so let's take a look at Romans chapter one, verse 16 through 17. Why is the gospel so important? Well, I think this verse really sums it up. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul again. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why did he even have to say that? Well, remember, he came from a very religious, law-minded background. Amen. And so he's being persecuted, right? Because he's leaving this group of people and he's, 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 he's preaching a totally different message that we are now righteous apart from the law. 
we are righteous by faith in Jesus alone. So he's being persecuted very strongly, very strongly. And so he's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. And that's how we need to be. If you're preaching the gospel, you're going to receive the same persecutions. And a lot of those persecutions will come from inside the church. It won't be coming from outside the church. You're going to be getting persecuted from those that are living under the law. And so, uh, again, it's it, the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God to, unto salvation to everyone that believes. So let's think about that. It's the power of God. It comes through hearing the gospel. And then when we believe, that's how we receive it. Amen. And so if the message is wrong, if the gospel message, the root meaning or belief behind the gospel that we're preaching to someone, if we're giving them the wrong idea and impression of what the gospel is, there's not going to be any power with it. I want what I teach to have power. I want what I teach to carry weight. I want people to be set free. I want them to see the truth of the gospel. And we can do that. We can do that if we focus on the truth of God's word and what the gospel really is. Um, and so that's the purpose of this is to renew our minds. Right. I'm not saying I know everything, but I know what the scripture says regarding the gospel. And so let's go with it. Amen. Um, and the last part of that scripture where it says, uh, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So the gospel doesn't reveal man's sin. It reveals the righteousness of God in Christ. Isn't that awesome? That is, that's an amazing revelation right there. Because for so long, my idea of the gospel was, well, man needs to know how sinful they are in order so they can see their need for a savior. You know, there, there's a time and place for that. Don't get me wrong. But that's not the gospel. The gospel doesn't reveal man's sin. It reveals the righteousness of God. Amen. Romans 2, uh, 1 through 4. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man? You who judge those practicing such things and do the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Focus on that last sentence, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. When I saw that, it changed everything for me. Man, it's his goodness. That, that leads us to repentance. You know what? Uh, when I uh, was maybe at my worst and doing some things that weren't right, um, I was saved uh, during those times, but I didn't have knowledge of who I was in Christ. So I had no power to overcome those things. But the goodness of God was always there. He was always blessing me. He was always showing me how much he loved me. He was always um, uh, uh, blessing me. <laughs> abundantly, even though I didn't deserve it. And not that I ever could deserve it, but it's just, that's how you feel when you see the blessing of God coming on you, when you're not living like you should. And you know what that caused me to do? It caused me to repent and change my mind, not really to repent of my sin, but really to start believing in, in him. Yes, I, I repented of my sin, but 
uh, repentance is all about changing your mind, changing uh, your perspective and trusting and believing in God. You know why I was living the way I did? It's because I didn't really believe God. I didn't believe uh, what the Bible says. And I didn't even know what the Bible said regarding me and my new nature. And so I had to repent of trusting in myself. I had to repent uh, to um, um, of not believing what God's word said about me. And when I knew that I was righteous in Christ, man, that's where true repentance came in. It's like, man, how can I not live for you, God? Because you're so good. You love me so much. And that changed everything for me. Amen. And uh, it will for you, too. You need to know that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance, not his wrath, not his judgment. There's a time and place for those things. Um, I'm not ignoring the full counsel of the word. Uh, I believe, you know, all the word is is profitable. You know, it's doctrine for us and, and we need to learn from it. But we also got to remember context. We also got to remember the the purpose of what's written. You can't just jump in here and say, oh, this is what God said. Well, you'll you'll fall into a trap there because there's uh, there's an old covenant uh, that has a lot of promises that has a lot of good things in there. But there's some things in there that uh, was for a certain time, certain place, a certain group of people. And if if you choose to, uh, to 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 follow those things, well, condemnation may come on you because you're not going to fulfill the works of the law um, uh, out of your flesh. And 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 with that being said, we're not under the law. We're under grace. And so that's that's something we'll talk more about later. But let's take a look at Romans chapter three, uh, verse 19 through 24. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Focus on that verse 20 right there. It says, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. What makes us think that it's any different after we get saved? It's it's a work of the flesh to try to keep the law. We're, we're going to get to the purpose of the law, but by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. The law only reveals sin. It doesn't limit sin. It doesn't stop sin. It actually makes sin stronger. The Bible says that the strength of sin is in the law. And the more you try to submit yourself to it and try to keep the law, it gives strength and power of that sin over you so that you'll stop trusting in yourself. So anyways, let's take a look at um, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Praise God. The righteousness of God is apart from the law and it's being revealed to us. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Isn't that great news? Well, that's the gospel. Amen. The gospel says you're righteous by faith alone, apart from the deeds of the law. So that means that when you believe on the name of Jesus, you become righteous instantly in your spirit. That's a teaching for another day. 
but you are a three-part being. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Amen. And when you get born again in your spirit, you're just like Jesus in that moment. You're righteous and he loves you. Amen. And you're at peace with God. And when God sees you, he sees that newborn again spirit living on the inside of you. And it is powerful when you see that and when you know that. Amen. But I want to say that after you get that revelation, it's no more longer about, okay, well, I need to do this, this and this. Oh, I also need to keep the law. I need to do this and these things. Well, what happens is you begin to move yourself into a mixture um, of law and grace. That really is torture because you believe you're saved, but you also have a part to play in it. And so when you start to try to keep the law, you realize, okay, well, now I feel like I'm a sinner again because I failed here. You know, the, you know, the Bible says um, the Ten Commandments talks about um, thou shalt not uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, Jesus said, well, if you if you lust in your heart, that's the same thing as as doing the very act. And so um, that one gets a lot of people. OK. And so what I want you to know that uh, know is, is as as you submit yourself under the law, as you try to keep the law, all it's going to do is condemn, condemn, condemn. It's never going to um, it's not really going to edify you <laughs> in the way that that you're seeking. What's going to edify you? is when you go to the word of God and you see uh, um, who God has created you to be, you know, he gave you a brand new spirit and it's the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. And that's the spirit. And that's the, that's the new you. Amen. That's the new man. And that's the part of you that you need to focus on. If you keep going back to the law, you're just going to go through this cycle of condemnation, getting set free, condemnation, get set free. And it's not a healthy life. And so I would really recommend that you get a healthy understanding of the new covenant and the old covenant. And uh, we don't have time for that today, but I'm sure we'll get back around to it. Let's talk about the word uh, grace. Um, you may have heard about this person. Um, I'm sure you have. Noah Webster. Um, he was an American scholar, a born again Christian. Uh, he wrote the Webster's uh, Dictionary. Um, he was the original author and then eventually it was bought out and I'm sure ungodly corporations and other people own it now. But anyways, before that happened, um, he, he used to write definitions for things like marriage and, um, um, things with a very godly interpretation. He would actually use the Bible to, to define marriage and, and other words like that. Well, another one of the words that he, he gave a def definition for is the word grace, and so let's take a look at it. Um, the word grace, uh, his definition of grace is appropriately the free unmerited love and favor of God, the spring and source of all the benefits men receive from him. And you know where he got that from? He got it from the passage of scripture where it says, if it's by grace, it's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. And that's a true statement. So it's it's unmerited favor. You can't earn uh, God's grace. It's, it's free. It's, it's, it's unmerited. Of course, grace embodies more than that. Um, but it's not, you can't earn it. It's a free gift. And let's see what he, uh, let's go a little bit further with that definition. He says, um, I love that where it says the spring and the source of all the benefits men receive from him. Everything we receive from God comes through his grace. Amen. 
See, Jesus came through his grace. And I love the fact that G that Jesus, you know, when he when he went to the cross for you and I, it was by his grace that he did that. You know, we didn't earn that sacrifice. He just freely laid down his life. And that's why Jesus is grace. Everything we receive comes through grace by Jesus, through his sacrifice. It's as simple as that. Amen. And so the more we focus on his grace, the more freedom uh, that we will experience. Amen. Um, now let's move on to a verse of scripture. That's one of my favorites, probably my most favorite scripture. Um, but Romans 5, 17, it says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, talking about Adam, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by the one Jesus Christ. Okay, it's so much in this uh, short scripture, but let's just back up. For by one man's offense, who's it talking about? Adam, of course. Uh, he sinned in the garden, and then that sin was passed down from generation to generation until it got to you, until it got to me. And when we were born into this world, we were born with a sin nature. If that one man's offense uh, had enough power to make us all sinner, how much, how much more will Jesus or make us righteous? And that's the comparison given here in Romans five seventeen, is when you see, um, uh, when you focus on Jesus and His grace, man, how can that, how can that not make you more than conquerors? Amen. And so we need to focus on that. That's the truth of God's word, and it sets us free. Let's take a look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, uh, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun, having begun, in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Think about that. We as believers, when we got born again, we began in the spirit. When we received Jesus by faith, his spirit was placed on the inside of us. And now this is saying basically that we're foolish. We're foolish if we go back to trying to be made perfect by the flesh, which is trying to keep the law. And that's not a good place to be. It's not a healthy place to be. And Paul knew it. And so that's why he talked about this more than any other subject. Does it mean that we just uh, live like we want, uh, don't honor God with our lives? No, of course not. The purpose of grace is to set you free from sin. It's to set you free from a life that's destructive so that you can begin to serve God with a heart of love, a heart of respect, and also not only serving God, it's serving others and just loving others to Christ. That's the real fruit of grace. Grace uh, helps you to rest from trying to earn God's love and grace and to start receiving it by faith. Amen. All right. So um, I want to talk about the fruit of the spirit because keep this in mind. When you receive Christ, you receive his spirit. And so the fruit of the spirit is the key. It's the key to living a holy life is understanding that you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And as you begin to uh, focus on who you are in Christ, know who you are in Christ, man, the fruit of who you are begins to just kind of uh, 
overflow. And people begin to see your good works, not because you're trying and struggling to do it. It just becomes a natural fruit. Just like when you go walk by an orange tree, you don't hear that tree grunting and shaking, trying to produce an orange. No, it just grows naturally. And sometimes it's slow growth. It's not immediate. But when that fruit is full grown, oh man, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's perfect, ready to eat. Amen. And so with us, it's the same way. The, the Holy Spirit, there's, it's, he's only inside of us. And fruit is going to grow from that as long as we renew our, our minds to who we are in Christ. And we don't let the, uh, we don't, uh, uh, let the enemy deceive us to thinking that we need to earn and produce these things in order to be blessed by God. No, it's a natural fruit and it grows uh, and, it's, and, it's a, and it's a peaceful growth. The more you're at rest, the more that you're, you're not striving and, and, and with your own effort to produce things, man, the more fruit grows. And so let's take a look at um, this verse of scripture. Galatians chapter five, verse 22 through 25. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Look at those fruits of the Spirit. These are things that just grow naturally as a result of your new nature. When you receive that new spirit, that new you, that that new man that lives on the inside of you, this is the fruit of your spirit. And you need to rest so that these things will grow. It says the fruit of the spirit is love. Let's just talk about love for a minute. You know, love fulfills the law. If you love, are you going to murder? Are you going to steal? Are you going to covet? No, love fulfills the law. So God's love is written on our hearts already. Amen. And so we don't need to have these lists of rules and regulations to try to force us or uh, maneuver us to, to live holy. No, it, it just becomes naturally uh, by the fruit of our spirit. Amen. And so then it says uh, joy and peace, long suffering, which is patience, kindness, goodness, goodness. That's kind of indwells everything that's good and faithfulness, gentleness. And this one, self-control. Let's talk about self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. It's not a work of the law. And I wanted to show you that because that's the new covenant. We are now uh, uh, to live based on who we are in our spirit. And by that revelation, as we focus on that, and we begin to, to live good lives. We begin to live lives that are honorable and glorify the father. I'm telling you this right now because yes, I want people to live holy. I want to live more holy, but I recognize that that's not going to come through the law. According to scripture, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lie. It's a work of the enemy trying to rob the fruit of the spirit from your life because you keep trying to to perform and produce things that are, are natural fruit to who you are in Christ. And so that's the purpose of this. I have great respect. I have great honor for the law, for the purpose that it was written. 
But the law isn't for a believer. The law is for a self-righteous person, someone that's rejecting Jesus, someone that says, I don't need a savior. There's a time and place for the law right there. But a believer or someone that has embraced the gospel, open arms, the law is not for them. All you're going to do is actually hurt that person. It's actually going to um, bring condemnation, which things that Jesus took away. You know, Romans 8, 1 says that there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Well, that's a true statement. Amen. And 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 if you're experiencing condemnation, it's time for you to let go of that. Put that in the put it in the hands of the father. Let him take that away. Focus on who you are in Christ and just be set free. Amen. So I think that's a good place to stop. I'm going to go ahead and close out uh, this broadcast. I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to be back here uh, next Monday. Uh, hopefully I can uh, have another guest speaker to have a conversation with. But I hope this blessed you because this is truth. And we're going to stay on this topic for, for some time because I know how important it is. And we're not going to rush through it. There's so much more that I need to talk about. I, I literally have this huge page of notes, but I don't want to overdo it. So we just we just kind of laid a foundation for where we're headed. And so anyways, um, I want to close this out by praying over you. Uh, if, if you're someone that this is the first time you've heard the gospel, maybe uh, you uh, question your salvation or maybe you um you know you you're so sin conscious where you sometimes you feel saved or you don't feel saved well i'm gonna say a prayer for you amen and if you're not born again you can say this prayer with me and you're going to be born again just by believing on the name of jesus the bible says uh, all that call the name of the lord they shall be saved there's nothing added to that when you believe on the name of jesus you are saved and you will be saved amen and so uh, if you if you would just go ahead and uh, uh, say this prayer with me. So, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everyone that's listening. Uh, thank you, Heavenly Father, that Jesus died for us, not just to save us, but to make us righteous, to give us his spirit. And so anyone that's listening right now, uh, if they're not born again, uh, I just pray that they would just call on your name. So right now, if you're not um, if you don't think you're born again or if you don't know Jesus. So say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, come into my life. Uh, save me from my sin. I believe that you are the son of God and I just place my soul trust in you and I receive my new spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I bless everyone listening. May you have a blessed and prosperous week in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So we love you guys. We will see you next week. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.